This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey. Hey, I am on the way home from hypnotherapy. Ooh, how was it? It was so nice. I'm so relaxed. Oh, good. Yeah, I came out and there were all these work emails and I was just like, nothing can get to me now. It's all good. Hi and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're going to discuss our new team talisman. Then in Take a Hike, we'll discuss a decision we made regarding work parties. Now that those seem to be happening again, Liz. (laughs) And we have a spongy craft and fame. Finally, this week's Hollywood hack is a writing tool. Sarah, first, we wanted to update everyone. Our website, Happier in Hollywood, is down right now. We are aware of it, thanks to listeners letting us know, and we're working on it. So hopefully that will be back soon with all of our show notes and links and photographs. So check back on that in a few days. Yes, and you can still email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Yes. Okay, Sarah, let's dive into from the treadmill desks of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. This week, we have something exciting. We have our new team talisman, which is the iguana. Yes. So we did a work retreat last week since we're diving into developing things. And it's so much easier when we're just not distracted with each other. So we were like, all right, let's just do it. We'll go to a hotel. As you know, we usually go to the Ojai Valley Inn. We've talked about our love for the Ojai Valley Inn, but they were fully booked as they always are these days. So we went to the Emerald Iguana. Yes, and the Emerald Iguana is also in Ojai, and we are so glad that the Ojai Valley Inn was booked, and we ended up at the Emerald Iguana because we totally fell in love with it. It's just unbelievably charming. It's wooded and lush, and all of the rooms are seem like special in unique ways. They're all kind of cottages and little like Spanish bungalows. buildings. It's bungalows, that's the word. They're just it's absolutely delightful. Yes, we had, for a very reasonable price, a bungalow with two bedrooms, a living room, a kitchen, a little front porch with two nice comfy chairs. It has a pool, which we did not use, but one could. So it was just so wonderful. And we got a ton of work done. Oh, a ton 
ton of work done. And Liz, we should say that this is not an ad for the Emerald Iguana. No. We didn't, like get a special rate no, or we anything. Did not. <laughs> no, although they don't know we're talking about it. <laughs> no. We just fell in love with it. Yeah, we really did. And it well, it was also just, I think, the whole idea of being on a work retreat again, like it just felt very invigorating and inspiring. And you and I, especially now that you're in Ojai, don't see each other in person as much. Yeah. So it was just really fun to be working together in person instead of on Zoom or on the phone or just over a lunch, a quick lunch somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So I think we also just really enjoyed that. And then, Sarah, we were so taken with it that we decided that clearly the iguana is our team symbol, our talisman. Yes. They have at the Emerald Iguana a really cool um, kind of a mosaic iguana fountain. We'll post a picture of it um, on our website when it's back up. Uh, and, And it's just Absolutely. Like the cutest thing, I sent a picture of it to Violet because I was like, look, it's an iguana. And, you know, we were in Puerto Rico for a very long time. We saw a lot of iguanas. They're so cool and interesting. And they're survivors. Like they really can exist in a lot of different spaces. They can climb roofs and be on the ground and they'll scavenge if they need to or they'll be on the rocks like they're just very cool we were iguana fans yes so we decided that was a good survivor talisman for us yes and you know i do think it's really helpful to have these symbols and talismans you know my personal symbol is a lightning bolt because yes good tv is lightning in a bottle yours is a daisy has been for as long as I've known you. (laughs) But we didn't have a team symbol, so or a team talisman. So that's it. And then because we have the same brain half the time, as soon as we (laughs) landed on this idea, I said to you, oh, and I'm going to buy the beaded iguana that we saw in the lobby of the inn. And you said, oh, I was thinking I was going to buy the beaded (laughs) iguana we saw. Um, We both had the same idea. We hadn't even remarked on the beaded iguana. It was just there. (laughs) So then we went. They luckily had two. So we each got one. And then explain what happened. (laughs) Then I took it proudly home. And I was so like, oh this is our team symbol now. We we each got these beaded iguanas. I showed it to Violet. And she goes, you know, that's a chameleon, right? <laughs> Oops, both of us oh, well. thought it was an iguana. And then, Sarah, I looked at the bill and it uh-huh. did say beaded chameleon. Oh, Well, now we have really adorable beaded chameleons, and we'll be on the lookout for beaded iguanas. Yes, so we thought about changing our symbol. We thought, does this mean our symbol should actually be the chameleon and not the iguana? But we decided, no, we are sticking with the iguana, with the survivors. Not the chameleons aren't survivors, but we're sticking with the iguana. Yes. And we will be back at the Emerald Iguana. We absolutely will. We have, In fact, I think we're going to have a two-night stay there coming up pretty soon. Yes. <laughs> yes. So anyway, if you have a work talisman or if you're part of a team at work, 
Do you have a talisman? If so, what is it? And how do you celebrate it? I mean, obviously, Sarah, we could get hats, we could get t-shirts. You know, I love getting these items that have the symbol on them. I have many lightning bolts. So now we have this to search for. Now we'll be looking for iguanas. Yes. So let us know about your team talismans and we will share them with our listeners at a later date. Coming up, we went to a work party. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's Fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, it's time for Take a Hike, in which we discuss physical, mental, and spiritual health. Today, it is physical, and I'm going to say mental also. (laughs) We decided to wear comfortable shoes to a work party. (laughs) Yes. So the first piece of news is we actually went to a work party, which I think is the first one we've gone to in three years. Yes. We were going to have a party for the premiere of Fantasy Island, and then there was too much of a COVID outbreak, so we canceled that. We were supposed to have a uh, Happier in Hollywood meetup, which we canceled three years ago for COVID, and we haven't had one since. I believe it was supposed to be March 22nd. (laughs) So there you go. Yep. But apparently work parties are back. And you and I were going to one. We were pretty nervous about it. We were sending each other pictures of items we could wear. Uh, We were FaceTiming to show each other our outfits. But we had a discussion and we decided let's wear comfortable shoes. Yes. And I I had already declared that I am never wearing heels again. And I had gotten rid of all of my like spiky high heels. So I stood by that. I wore comfortable wedgie platform shoes, not super high, but they worked great. And you wore like the cutest platformy sandals. Yeah, well, they're gold. They have a similar look to Birkenstocks, but dressy, I would say, if anyone's interested. They're Mercedes Castillo is the designer. And it was a good thing that we did wear comfortable shoes because we ended up walking three miles, according to your Apple Watch. Yes, I looked at my Apple Watch the next day because I was like, I feel like we walked a ton. And it was at a venue that was very large. And there was a lot of walking to get in and a lot of walking to get out. And we walked over three miles (laughs) at this this work party. So for sure now, I'm 
always sticking with the comfortable shoes. Yeah, and it's funny, Sarah, because, you know, I am not necessarily with you on the no high heels train. Yes. But I was thinking when I was comfortably walking around about what Adam said to me once when I was wearing high heels. And he did not mean in this meanly, but um, it was pointed. He said, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish wearing those heels, I don't think it's working. Because, you know, I'm not the best walking in heels, and I was kind of tottering around. And I was thinking about that as we were walking around this party. I'm like, I look better just walking around in my flat gold sandals than I would lurching about in gorgeous high heels. And luckily, the world seems to be in agreement because I feel like the whole high heel thing is going by the wayside. Um, At kids' parties these days, dressy parties, the girls all wear sneakers, like high tops. They do not wear high heels. I love this trend. I love this trend. I went into, by the way, the Saks shoe department the other day because I was nearby, and it was filled with designer sneakers and designer slides. So we are on trend, Sarah. We're on point. Yes, and we have both decided that the next thing on our to-buy list is sneakers that we can wear with dresses that will still look cute. Yes, so one thing, um, our action item out of this segment, this very important Take a Hike, is to get a pair of sneakers that you only wear to nice events. Because the thing is, when you're wearing sneakers at a party like that, they have to be pristine. Yes. You can't wear them and then have them covered with dirt because that just kills the whole look. <laughs> Hiking sneakers and party sneakers are different beasts. Very <laughs> different beasts, yes. So we both have that mission. We need our beaded iguana and we need our fancy sneakers that we're going to keep pristine. And by the way, Sarah, we were with someone at the party who had worn like four-inch Louboutins and she was in agony. So um, we could be very smug about our comfortable shoes. Yes, although she very wisely just took them off and walked around barefoot. Yes, she did. Which was such a good idea. they did look great, admittedly. They did. (laughs) Anyway, wear your comfortable shoes to the work party. Okay, Sarah, it is time for The Craft and Fane, in which we discuss the craft of writing, because although writing is an art, it is also a craft. Today, we have a tip. And that is to be in sponge mode. Yes. So we're in the early phases of developing some things. And we've been talking about how when you're in that early phase, it's so good to just soak things in. Just soak it up as you're moving through the world, hearing the way people speak, just going, you know, oh oh, that would be a good thing to put in the pilot. That would be a good story. And this came up specifically because we were in an elevator at this work party, which I have to say was very crowded. And I was like, oh my God, this is super stressful. It was a very new experience (laughs) to be with so many people. Yeah. Yes. But we heard this older couple just have the cutest exchange. And it was like, ba-boom, that's going in this script. (laughs) Yeah, because we have an older couple in this script, and they just embody the dynamic that we wanted for this couple in real life. And it was like, 
once we heard it, it was just obvious. And it's because we were, we are right now in such a creative mode. Like we're constantly like that could go in this development idea that could go in. And I mean, that is the fun part about being a writer is that you can just get inspiration anywhere. And the way people talk to each other when you're listening for that is so interesting. Just like the cadence of of what they say and how you can tell how well people know each other based on the way they speak to each other. It's like, Sarah, you know, we have all been at a restaurant and you (laughs) can tell when someone at another table is on their first date. Yes. I mean, it's, so. there's just something where it's glaringly obvious. And then you can also tell if they're on like their fifth date. Yeah, or having a fight. <laughs> or having a fight. Yes. But it's like bringing in that real world stuff gives you uh, the much desired specificity. Yes. And there's also something really clarifying about it. Like I was thinking about how, you know, when you buy a new car, And then suddenly you see the exact car that you just bought all over on the road. And they Uh were always there, but you weren't seeing them. And I feel like when we're thinking about a specific project or world or characters, certain things really stand out all of a sudden. And you go and you just have to be in sponge mode and soak them up. And it's really the things that stand out to you that you go, okay, that's key. That's important. That's a story. That's a this. And then the other things that don't, you know that that's not something you need. Yeah. And of course, along with this, we also research the world, whatever world we're entering, we try to research reading books, watching movies, watching documentaries, really just familiarizing ourselves with the world. And then being the sponge, we also find these things. It's a fun process. We like this part of the process. Well, this is the fun part. I mean, this is why most people want to be writers. Is the This really is the creative part. In fact, I was thinking, I mean, this is why back to our um, iguana segment when our <laughs> work retreat, I mean, this is like the absolute best, most creative time when you're just in a creative bubble and you haven't started getting notes or thinking about budgets or worrying about casting or any of that or page length or, you know, all of those things. This is (laughs) just the fun part. And it's really 24-7. Yes, exactly. Everywhere you go, it's there just waiting to be soaked in and become part of whatever it is that we're doing. Yes, of course, that means we should be going out a lot more into the world, Sarah, so we can be sponges again. I'm like, we went to a work party. We went to an inn. (laughs) That seems, we're reading a lot. We're looking at a lot of things. We were watching documentaries. (laughs) All right. I'm going to take a lot of COVID tests is what I'm going to do this week. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Okay, coming up, we have a Hollywood hack that is also a writing tool. But first, this break. Okay, Liz, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack. Erasable pens. Now, before we dive into this, I want to say that the erasable pen technology has come a long way since, like, we were in high school. Well, I was was going to say, 
<laughs> I was going to say, when you said erasable pens to me, I thought, okay, um, to me, that evokes my hand being completely covered in blue ink because as a lefty, especially, erasable pens would be all over my hands. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, I haven't experienced them as a lefty, so you should okay, try them out. I will but try. As a righty, I got them initially because I have a rocket book and you use them in rocket books and they're you know, then you can erase them. What the, is a rocket book? It was a Hollywood hack once. It's a notebook that you can write in and then erase. And there's also a feature where you can organize what's on the page on your iPad or computer. Oh, yes. I remember this now. Yes. Anyway, so for that, you use a kind of pen called a friction erasable pen. And I think it's spelled F-R-I. X-I-O-N. And these pens are just so great. But I was thinking I would only use them on the rocket book, right? And then Violet started using them because it's fancier to write with a pen than a pencil. Wow. <laughs> like, great, if you're writing, I don't care what you write with. And then I started using them and they just write so well. First of all, they're very pleasant to write with. And being able to erase pen, it comes into play more than you would think. It's quite handy. So, Sarah, to be clear, you can write these pens are for the rocket book, but you can write on any regular piece of paper with them. Yeah, they're not even for the rocket book, but if you oh. have a rocket book, that's what they tell you to use. Oh, okay. So, they're for really anyone who wants an erasable pen, but they're fabulous because you can get a giant pack of them in all kinds of different colors. And you know, I'm a fan of colored pens. Yes. For like $25. I mean, and I'm talking oh, like, wow. what is this? One, two, three, uh, I don't know, like 15 pens. It's a lot of pens. <laughs> They're reasonably priced and they really erase. Like they erase really well without making everything all gross and gunky. Yes. Which is, again, as you said, how it was when we were in high school. Oh my God. <laughs> so bad back in the day. Okay. The friction pen... And then, Sarah, I mean, while we're at it, it sounds like the Rocket Book is a good refresher Hollywood hack. We've yes, said it's it before. A take two. Yes, a take two on the Rocket Book. It sounds like you recommend that as well. I do. I like those. Okay, great. Writing tools. If you have the right tools, the job is easier. I think my sister says something like that. It's true. And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We love to hear from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please follow us if you haven't already. And you know what's really helpful is if you send somebody an episode, send them a link to an episode that you think would be valuable to them. It's a great way to introduce people to the podcast. And that's really how people find us is word of mouth. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed. And thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts. Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing from Whole30's Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Fain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it.
because I feel like you're a better like shoe shopper than I am. So if you find sneakers that you think would be good, mm. like party, uh, pristine party sneakers, let me know. Okay. Do you think you want white or not white? Well, because I'm an overbuyer, I feel like I oh. should, <laughs> should have white and black. <laughs> All right. Well, I um, I am going to look. Um, maybe we could even go together shopping. Oh, that's a shoes. good idea. Well, it's fall. Like, we're heading into fall, winter, so probably I should start with black, right? Like, darker. Oh, good point. Okay. Yes. Although now I think white sneakers might be, like, hip year-round, but oh. I'm not sure. So Okay. Let's research and... Uh, Bye. Okay. <laughs> From the Onward Project.